This is Bigger Pockets Daily, the audio sidekick to the Bigger Pockets blog. I'm your host, Tyler. And think about it this way each of these episodes is like one short chapter from a giant audiobook written by the world's best and brightest real estate investors. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. War. Rampant inflation. Runaway money supply. How did housing get so hot? By Andrew Sirios. The real estate market is still as hot as it's ever been. Despite rising interest rates over the past few months, the market continues to set new records. Many anecdotes point to it being a simple farce. For example, homes have sold for a million dollars over asking price in San Jose, Washington, D.C., and San Francisco. In Jackson County, Missouri, which holds most of Kansas City, only 0.8 months of inventory was left in March. In other words, for every five homes that sold in March, four remained on the market going into April. For comparison's sake, a balanced market that favors neither buyers nor sellers has six months of inventory. Overall, prices are up 14% year-over-year and have almost doubled since the trough of the Great Recession. But a few other national stats from Forbes paint an even better picture. Active listings, the number of homes listed for sale at any point during the period, fell 22% from 2020 and 41% from 2019. 45% of homes that went under contract had an accepted offer within the first two weeks on the market. 32% that went under contract had an accepted offer within one week of hitting the market. 
43% of homes sold above list price. Indeed, the average sales price was 100.5% of asking. If you look at home prices from 2000 to the present, even the Great Recession looks like little more than a minor setback. And while the pace of increases has slowed with rising interest rates, it's still on an upward trajectory. But why is this happening? The correct answers relate to COVID-19 and the Great Recession itself. But let's start with what's not causing the housing boom despite the endless proclamations from various pundits. Non-cause number one, Wall Street. Wall Street always makes for a good villain. (laughs) And they certainly have had their share of scandals. For one, CEO of Gravity Payments, Dan Price, stated that Wall Street firms owned over 15% of all single-family residences. Fortunately, he was off by a factor of about 30. If Wall Street is trying to make a nation of renters, they're doing it at a snail's pace. In 2018, there were about 83.3 million single-family homes in the U.S. As Gary Beasley notes in Forbes, researchers at my company, Roofstock, estimate that large-scale landlords today own approximately 450,000 of the roughly 20 million single-family rentals in the U.S. While this represents considerable growth over the past decade, it represents less than 2.5% of all single-family rentals and less than 0.5% of all single-family homes, including owner-occupied. While the added competition Wall Street brings will technically affect prices, the margin is negligible. Furthermore, the share of single-family properties being bought by investors of all kinds has actually been declining since 2013. Wall Street's effect on housing prices is tiny. So if it's not Wall Street, what's another popular villain to blame? Non-cause number two, the war in Ukraine. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has certainly exacerbated supply chain issues globally. Still, it is not the cause of inflation in general, and certainly not the cause of price increases in housing. Indeed, inflation was already 7.5% in January and 79 in February. The invasion of Ukraine started on February 24th. This excuse seems pretty bizarre to me. While the timing is off with inflation, it's wildly off with housing prices. Like Wall Street, it may be fun to blame Putin for everything, but this one isn't on him. So let us turn to what is really driving home prices through the roof. Cause 1. Mo' money, mo' inflation. Inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. The famous economist Milton Friedman once said, I think this is a little simplistic, but it's certainly true that all things being equal, more money will equal more inflation. And there is undoubtedly a lot more money in the economy these days. According to tech startups, about 80% of all dollars in circulation were printed since the beginning of 2020. While these numbers have been challenged to varying degrees, There's no question that a lot of money was pumped into the economy as COVID threw the entire world into a tailspin. For example, we have the Fed's chart for the money supply at biggerpockets.com. That's a fun thing to look at. Milton Friedman, as we just mentioned, 
also introduced us to the quantitative theory of money. The equation looks like this. Stay with me. M, money supply, times V, velocity, equals price, price level, times T, volume of transactions. In other words, the amount of money multiplied by how fast it's spent equals the prices multiplied by the amount of stuff being bought. So during the height of COVID, the money supply drastically increased at the same time the economy took a nosedive. In many ways, these two things counteracted each other as the economy's slowdown in 2020 reduced the velocity of money. To put it a little more simply, the number of times each dollar was spent decreased. This is what kept inflation in check during 2020 and, for the most part, 2021. So, for example, if I have a dollar and buy a widget from you, and then you turn around and buy a piece of candy from John, that dollar has been used in two transactions. The velocity of that dollar stands at two, and there might as well have been two dollars in the economy. On the other hand, if I had $2 and then bought a widget from you and a piece of candy from John, and both of you held that dollar, the velocity of each dollar is 1. In the second scenario, the money supply is twice as large, but the inflationary effect is the same as in the first scenario since each dollar is spent only once. Whenever there is a recession, velocity is reduced. But now that the economy has picked up again as COVID has waned, velocity is accelerating, but with many more dollars in circulation. Thus, we have a higher money supply, M, and higher velocity, V. Thus, inflation. In the end, what we call appreciation in real estate is really just housing inflation. But that doesn't sound as nice. So we made up a different word for it. <laughs> Of course, housing inflation is particularly spurred on by interest rates, which despite recent increases are still at historic lows. The discount rate is the rate that the Federal Reserve lends to other banks. Historically speaking, it has mostly hovered between 2 and 6%, but has climbed as high as 13% when Paul Volcker decided to break the back of inflation in the early 1980s. The discount rate has been below 3% since the Great Recession of 2008 and has remained around 1%. It dropped to 0 after COVID, and the Fed only raised it again in March 2022. Even the Fed's announced plan of raising the discount rate to 1.9% by the end of 2022 and to 2.8% by the end of 2023 would keep the discount rate below the historical average. Interest rates are also low in real terms versus nominal. Given that inflation is at 8.5% around late April 2022 and the average 30-year mortgage is just over 5%, that still means the cost of borrowing is less than inflation, which really shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> and of course, interest rates a year ago were even lower, with some people getting mortgages under 3%. Somehow, Low interest rates obviously encourage home purchases. In addition to that, there are still a ton of government incentives to purchase a home. For example, FHA loans allow buyers to get in for as little as 3.5% down. According to Economics 101, more money chasing fewer goods, fewer houses in this case, means prices go up. Cause number two, a historic housing shortage. 
While some of the housing price explosion has its roots in 2020, much of it goes back to 2008. As is typical, we overcorrected for the real estate-driven financial crisis in 2008. I remember driving through empty subdivisions that littered the country in the years following the Great Recession. It was surreal. Those days, however, are long gone. The shell shock of that crisis caused the government, banks, and developers to all, implicitly at least, stop building. But the population of the United States didn't stop growing. From 2000 to 2007, there were at least a million housing starts each year. From 05 to 07, there were over 2 million. Then the crisis hit, and housing starts fell through the floor. They didn't break 1 million again until 2020, and then COVID happened, and the lockdowns shut down and delayed every new construction project. Virtually everyone predicted the real estate market would collapse when COVID hit. Weirdly, no one seemed to realize it would simply exacerbate the housing shortage that was already acute. Freddie Mac released a study purporting to show a 3.8 million unit housing shortage in the United States in 2020. This is up from 2.5 million just two years earlier. Supply and demand are undefeated. When demand outpaces supply by that much, you can expect a few upper-end homes in coastal cities to go for a million over asking. Furthermore, houses and apartments take time to build, especially since strict permitting and zoning regulations often impede development. This is not a shortfall that can be quickly resolved. Supplemental Causes while increases in the money supply in a nationwide housing shortage are the main drivers of housing prices, a few other supplemental causes could be thrown in with Wall Street and the war in Ukraine as minor accelerants. For one, there have been a lot of supply chain issues of late that have caused all sorts of costs to increase. The most noteworthy in the real estate world has been lumber, but it's also a systemic problem. Supply chain issues have exacerbated inflation, caused development on and rehab projects to be delayed, and forced housing suppliers to pass prices on to consumers. But to believe that everything will return to normal when these issues are resolved is, unfortunately, wishful thinking. In addition, Airbnb has been accused of choking supply as well. Presumably, as more homeowners decided to use their house as a short-term rental, this should have hurt the hotel industry and caused a boon in home construction to fill the gap. But there was no boon to development, so the housing shortage was exacerbated. One study, for example, found that a 1% increase in Airbnb listings leads to a 0.018% increase in rents and a 0.026% increase in house prices. While that does count as an effect like Wall Street, it's negligible. There are some 660,000 Airbnb listings in the United States. Some of these are for a spare bedroom or only used as a short-term rental part of the time. But even if you assumed all 660,000 were single-family residences, it would be less than 1% of the total housing stock. And some final thoughts. There are many reasons housing prices are skyrocketing. By far, the two most significant have been low interest rates and the corresponding increase in the money supply, along with a historic nationwide housing shortage. Furthermore, 
While interest rates are increasing, they're still well behind inflation, and the housing shortage isn't going away anytime soon. Overall, we can expect prices to continue to rise, although probably at a slower rate as interest rates climb and we reach affordability limits. We can expect housing prices to remain high for the foreseeable future. That's a wrap on today's episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. If you're enjoying the show, can I ask for a favor? Please leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. It takes a few seconds, and your feedback really helps us out. Thank you. Oh, really? And we'll see you again soon.